Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Grab your torch and dip it into this podcast. No Buffs is back. I'm J.E. Skeets along with two guys I love more than Marianne loves Zach. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Oh, man. yeah, I have to do that, too. Yeah, come on, man. Chime <laughs> in. That's right. And over there, we got No Dunk Super Producer pushing all them buttons, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to everybody joining us live right now. The live tribe, as we call our stream team when it comes to no buffs. We're back to recap episode two of uh, Survivor 42, titled Good and Guilty. Who mm-hmm. said that last night? No one said it. Who got credit for that line? It's always <laughs> the mystery. The title of the, po- or of the show, Good and Guilty. Somebody said it, I think. Uh, but before we get started, just like out on the island, on this pod, fire represents life. So let's get to lighting our sexy St. Jeff Probst candle. Hopefully this goes better than it did in our premiere episode of No Buffs. Uh-oh. We got to get you a longer match. Is that what's it's the... getting a little dangerous. All right. There it is. Probst has been lit. And this podcast is uh, underway. Before we get into the actual episode last night, make sure you like the video. Subscribe to No Buffs. Be it on YouTube or Apple or Spotify, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Helps us out in terms of people finding the show. Okay, my first question with uh, episode two last night, again, Survivor 42. Did the Orange Tribe, Taku, make the right call by voting out Mariah over Marianne? And man, was that fun when we could see somebody <laughs> write down M-A-R-Y and we still had no idea who it was. Omar could have put the the other A people are pointing out. And we <laughs> yeah. still really wouldn't have technically known. But yeah, they ultimately vote up Mariah. She plays the shot in the dark, rolling the die, comes up empty, not safe. Um, but what do you think overall? Uh, I thought it was kind of hard to tell if this is the right move because we just don't really know the tribes that well uh, to start the season. But it kind of seemed like, uh, I think Dalton Ross put it this way in the Entertainment Weekly recap, that it was between a high-energy player and a lower-energy player. Yeah, like, it yeah. seemed like Mariah seemed to be kind of falling in the background a little bit more. I read her exit interview with Dalton Ross, and she's saying that she was working on making relationships with people rather than focusing on the strategic part of the game, yeah. whereas Marianne is out there meeting everybody and just a bundle of energy and lifting the spirits of everyone and kind of, you know, I don't know if you would say she's a leader of her tribe, but you would at least say she's one of the faces of her tribe yeah. and kind of a big name. And maybe down the line, um... Uh, a louder player <laughs> might rub some feathers the wrong way and oh, yeah. be a little bit easier to vote off uh, at some point. So um, I think it was a little tough to tell. Like, we just we just don't know. It's this, this early, but it seemed like a pretty easy decision as Mariah ended up going home with a unanimous vote. Yeah, and, and she, I guess, sensed it, J.D., and again... 
taking a shot in the dark and, and playing that die. We've already had now two people play it on Survivor 42. Great. We had all of one person. Sydney, I think, was the only one in Survivor 41. So, yeah, they're being a little more aggressive with uh, rolling that die. And, unfortunately, everybody keeps coming up short. But, yeah, yeah. what do you think of uh, that first question? Like, uh, Taku ultimately – really, it's Jonathan and Omar, it feels like. Sort of making the decision yes. of like where we're going to go in this tribe. Right. Favorite new bromance, by the way. Yeah, we'll get to oh, that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think they made the right decision. Uh, Marianne, uh, you know, she is effervescent. She mm-hmm. is enthusiastic. She doesn't know she's on Survivor. She said so at Tribal Council. She was like, <laughs> five days in and, oh, shit, I'm playing Survivor. Uh, <laughs> I may go home tonight. So, you know, she's she's doing all the stuff you do at camp, right? If you've ever been to camp, it's like, that guy in the other cabin over there who I've never met is very cute. I think I love him. You know, that kind of thing. I, Rachel's like, oh, so the, this was the season that they let the 16-year-olds in, I guess, right? And I'm like, no, no. She was 23 when she, when she started playing yeah. this. I mean, you know, I like Marianne. She... She is, a, a, like I said, a bundle of joy, but I only have to deal with her for 45 minutes a week. Mm. I cannot imagine <laughs> being around that 24 hours a day while I'm hungry, <laughs> you know, probably have a headache and it, just like, just tone it down a little, please, Marianne, please. But, uh, you know, the, the bottom line is that she wears her heart on her sleeve. She's terrible at playing the game of Survivor. And that's who you want around you yeah. in the early days, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, you you can't really get a, a read of uh, Mariah. She's she's said, hey, I'm finally doing something for myself. I'm going to play selfishly over here. And, uh, you know, awful story about her brother and, uh, and all of that. A very sympathetic story. So tick another – uh, strike against her if you're if you're like filling out the card of why I should vote somebody out. Does that know? matter anymore though? Because I mean, we said last week everybody has one of these you're stories right. now. Yeah. So now it's almost like it doesn't like yes in in seasons prior I think if you have that type of story that you're coming in with and you're sharing, mm-hmm. let alone with us the viewers, but people out on the island, then those people out there with you are like we can't let so-and-so be there like listen to this story everybody's gonna want to be voting for this person in the end but now everybody seems to have this type of thing this particular one is covid related it's the first healthcare worker to die of covid i mean that's pretty that's compelling oh Uh, you know like that's all compelling is what i'm right you're right and i and now i mean maybe you're not as afraid if you're out there to share your your backstory or what brought you there or mm-hmm. something heavy that you're you know holding on to like she unless is you're a therapist <laughs> yes. you do not want to reveal <laughs> well, that well yeah they say if like you're a lawyer and stuff like that you know, it's so, true right. probably yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway i didn't mean to interrupt but like no I'm, I'm just not sure people will be holding that against these people now because they're all pretty heavy stories uh yeah uh, fair enough uh but you know if it's between the two of them uh you, you gotta go mariah right i mean just in terms of I'm just saying, oh, like, I, I, that's also, just I ultimately thing think you're right. I yeah. think that's what Jonathan and Omar are sort of. I mean, it's so early still. I mean, like, it's like, you know, who knows if yeah. they're going to be together still when we mix this up and all that. But yeah, they're probably a little bit thinking she might be a little annoying, Marianne. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of energy there. But. <laughs> You're yeah. being very polite. Yeah, she is. I mean, already. I'm like, she's she's awesome TV in the sense totally. like you are either going to love her or at some point you might hate her. Right. And if you put yourself in the shoes of the people out on the island, I'm with you, JD. I guess Lindsay is a talker too. 
Yeah. By all accounts, like we're seeing, you know, sort of these exit interviews. Like, so there's just no moment of silence. When Marianne yeah. would maybe finally tone it down for a second, I guess it was Lindsay picking up the, uh, you know, the baton. And yeah, Mariah like, that said would be nobody wanted to just look at the stars. <laughs> nobody <laughs> wanted to just look at the water. <laughs> and this is only four or five days in. Yeah. But. And I mean, I can see it being frustrating, too. And also, if you... Like, if you don't think it's frustrating, if you're Jonathan and you just love the energy that Marianne yeah. brings, you're like, she's going to help us out in the future, too. Being so friendly, being so likable, able to draw people in sure. as well. You could use her more so as an asset rather than um, Mariah, who was just kind of hanging in the background, waiting for something to happen, it felt like. Yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, Rob has a podcast, Survivor, Survivor Know-It-Alls. They were saying, like, with Mariah, like... They were just learning her story. It felt like, now who knows what the editing, but like pretty far into the game, mm -hmm. like she's sharing this. So she did, like she was sitting on that and was not obviously as outgoing and open to sharing every single thought in her head like Marianne mm -hmm. appears to be. Yeah, but emotion. if you're on a tribe with Marianne, how do you get a word in edgewise? How do you talk about yourself if you're a quiet person yeah, and somebody right. is just, she's just sucking all the air out of the beach, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not, you know, that sounded way more harsh than I meant it to, but it's just, it's hard. If you're an introverted, quiet person, when you have that person around, uh, the Marianne, who's just incredibly uh, uh, extroverted and, and you know, the, Trey, you mentioned uh, talking about just enjoying the the water or the, the moonlight or the sunshine. She'd be in there, look at the water, look at the sun, moonlight, look <laughs> at the sun. So you know, exactly. Like, he has to comment on every goddamn thing. So, uh, anyways. Yeah. She's, she's already great now on me, so I don't know how they can handle it. But. Right, but if you can handle it, then that's the type of person totally. you want around, right? Is, is what we're getting at, and I think came into the their calculations in terms of like, well, who between the two are, are we going with here? Yeah. And I think Jonathan does like her, and I think yeah. they might even have like, in, you know, including Omar, they have something already, the three of them, Marianne included in there. Sure, the religion yeah. alliance. I don't think that's a yeah, thing to point. throw away either. Like, Marianne's a seminary student, right? And yep, we know that Jonathan point. has, uh, he's spoken about his faith quite a bit. Uh, that's where he met Lex Luger, taught him how to get <laughs> jacked. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously Omar was talking about uh, his faith as well, and they yeah. were able to bond there. So there's a little bit of a connection. And this early in the game, Mariah said she didn't really start focusing on playing until game four or, or until day four or five. It's kind of too late at that point. Yeah. So, you know, some people were trying to rally to keep Mariah and get rid of Marianne. But obviously Marianne just had better bonds at that point. Yeah, I did laugh out loud when uh, Omar at one point says something like when they're contemplating who they're getting rid of. Said maybe Marianne can ha have a great romance at Ponderosa. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so nice. Alluding to Marianne just telling probes <laughs> completely unprompted. Like, oh. Zach's gone? I think I love that guy. Like yeah. That's my type of guy. That's the, my type the of hottest dude. white boy I like. It's incredible. <laughs> like, again, it's amazing television. It's yeah. like, yeah. like, Propes is not trying to get that out of her. She is, like, ready to go. It. Let me share that, which was, whoa. Yeah, I mean. Didn't expect it. Honestly, if she somehow gets her hands on some sort of an advantage or an idol and is able to keep it to herself, no one will suspect her at all, right? Because she's so open and forthright with all of her feelings and just enjoying everything that's happening on on the island that if yeah. she's able to keep, like, one thing a secret, it could be a game changer. Yeah, good luck with that, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, right. Well, especially in today's game. Nobody yeah. can keep a secret. No. Not at all. No. But, you know, it, it is possible if she just... 
maybe it, this was a big wake up call for her because you know uh, she's like, oh my god, I'm playing Survivor. Let me get my head in the game. And it, I think you're right. If she does find, well, she's uh, got an extra vote. Yeah, she does have that now. Yeah, which she didn't play last night. Like I'm wondering if the editing led us to believe this was a lot closer than it was because of like you know she doesn't even consider playing an extra vote mm-hmm. in which she pulls right there at tribal council you know uh mariah plays mm-hmm. the, the shot in the dark like we said so she's pretty convinced uh oh i may not be staying you know i just like maybe they were like trying to make it seem like they always do that it was like oh we're torn over yeah who's going here i, I right. just think in what you're saying about this alliance that they've sort of built marianne omar and jonathan and and who knows where even Lindsay falls in that it's like i don't know i don't think it was as close as maybe they're trying to tell us. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing the shot in the dark right away at the, you know, the first vote last week or the second vote this week, like you must have a feeling. And Mariah's yeah. exit interview, she said, uh, I think she said Lindsay winked at her before they were going to tribal council, and she's like, "Ooh, she would never wink at me. Something's <laughs> up." Yeah. And she also had Jonathan come <laughs> lay down next to her and say, "Oh, I'm really gonna miss it when Marianne's gone." Oh, yeah, just uh, landed on a little bit too thick, uh, but. You know, at that point, what can you do, really? And also, don't sleep on the Go Train Alliance. They it has not been mentioned yet, but Marianne and Omar and Omar <laughs> they live one Go Train stop <laughs> away from each other. It has to have come up by that. Oh, it on has the to. Oh, right? I mean, Marianne would bring it up, and Omar's a talker too. Totally, like, he's very personable as well. Of course, yeah. Unless, unless. Therapist, lawyer, and Canadian are the three things that you don't want to tell right, your competitors. Right. <laughs> and they don't are. even know a Canadian just won either. They've never That's seen right. Survivor That's 41. exactly right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's come up. Any, I'm Canadian. The second thing I tell anyone down here is I'm Canadian. Oh, and if they're Canadian, well, now we're instantly in Talk alliance. to me about some stops yeah. on the train line. Uh, what's the first thing you tell them? My name, I guess. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Phil. I'm Canadian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then maybe what I do is third. I don't know. It it comes up quickly. JD, you've been here. Absolutely. How many people have you told living in uh, Georgia, (laughs) in the South, that you're Canadian? All of them. Yeah. Everybody. Yes. My point. So yes, I agree that they've talked about it and that we think there is a Go Train Alliance, <laughs> which is something I never thought we would say yeah, uh, in breaking down Survivor. Um, yeah, you brought up the uh, you know the, the the religion part where Omar shares that he's Muslim and that hey guys, if uh, I'm not here, you don't see me. I'm not looking for an idol. <laughs> I'm very likely down at the beach uh, praying. Yep. And uh, then Marianne, again, this sort of goes to what you're saying that they're probably tighter than even maybe we know that. You know, she says, "Oh, let me go, let me go make you a prayer rug and makes one out of the nice super quick leaves." Yeah, it seemed like it was. She's like, "I got that done, no problem." She's got Here, a lot I made of you a perfect prayer rug. <laughs> Took me five seconds. <laughs> She's like, go that. for it." Who was the Simpsons character? Um, oh my goodness, he had a beard. And he was always like a fast talker, like, oh, the hammock district, oh, down in the hammock. Like, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? You, ah, somebody nah, out there not, in the I'm live tribe. But he's all like, uh, hey, Homer, you need that? Let me go get that. He's already got <laughs> oh. it, like, in his hand. Oh, it's uh, Albert Brooks. It was when he's a spy, right? He, he, yeah. Yeah. I forgot the character's name. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe that's Marianne. Like, oh, yeah, you need a pair so, of Yeah, let me make it. And she's already <laughs> made it. Here you go. Yeah. Um, let me know again in the uh, <laughs> in the in the live tribe who the hell I'm talking about as I uh, show off how poorly I actually know the Simpsons. Um, That's but, all right. Yeah. I don't know them as well either because I grew up in a religious household. My mom wouldn't even let me watch the Simpsons growing up. So wow, wow. beats me. I would have been having to join up with these guys there, huh? <laughs> on the beach. Yeah, totally. But I mean, I also thought that was a kind of a cool scene because you will see so many times people just disagreeing about their religions and fighting, and they were both 
or like all three of them were very accepting of the others, mm -hmm. wanting to help each other learn and wanting to kind of be involved and learn more. So I thought that was cool. And not surprised that they had a little bit of a bond there, just something in common to to relate to each other about. Yeah, no. Yeah, sure. I, I'm going to shit on that a little bit. Okay, a little ahead. bit. I did oh, think Hank it was, Scorpio. Thank Hank you. Hank Scorpio, that's Thank it. Thank you, yes. Zach. That's who I was thinking of. I found, I found that a little cringe uh, because this is what happened to me in, through my heathen eyes. <laughs> Omar goes, uh, he says, hey, just to let you know, I'm a Muslim. I'm going to be praying every once in a while, yep. five times a day probably. Uh, so... I'm not looking for an idol. Fair enough. Then he goes, if you, if you have any questions yep. about, uh, you know, me being a Muslims or Muslims in general, whatever he says, feel free to ask. Yep. I'm like, okay, a little condescending. If I was if I was on that beach, I'd be like, condescending? a little condescending. <laughs> oh, there's only two billion Muslims in there. Either. Like, I know, I know the basics. I know <laughs> you pray five times a day and, uh, you know, you don't eat pork and all that. And just general... He's a generally religious person. Fine, whatever. I'll let it go. But then even more condescending is like, well, hey, if you have any questions about Christianity, yeah, let me know. Yeah, I'm like, and I think right away with that. With I honestly think he was being sincere yeah, and he so was being I. nice. And as Trey says, in the spirit, like exactly in the spirit that Trey is talking about. But, you know, Omar is probably like, yeah, OK, uh, I live in a. A seventy-five percent minimum Christian country. Like uh, we take Good Friday off and Christmas Day right, off. Right, right. We measure time based on your Lord, <laughs> Lord and Savior's death. I think I got the gist. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like <laughs> it was a Jonathan nice moment was trying to bond. Yes, you know, absolutely. Like, I, I, absolutely. He was being sincere. Yeah, and then uh, Lindsay with the "I'm a terrible Jew." <laughs> also great. It was, was like funny. that 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 brought it all around, and uh, it was a it was a nice moment. But you know, I like to be a poison pill, so I did find it so, the Chris the Christian. If you have any questions about Christianity, to a guy who grew up, you know, whether you're in America or Canada, it's it's a Christian country. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I got it. So. Sarah in the live tribe says, I took Jonathan's comment as a joke because it made Kinda, me laugh, yeah. but maybe he was serious. I think he was 100% totally, serious. I don't totally. think he was joking so at all. So yeah, he was he was just trying to say, if you've got questions for Omar uh, about Muslim, <laughs> yeah. Muslims, then ask him. And I, as, I am also here if you have questions about Christianity. But it was it felt like it was like immediately after Omar said it. Right. I think it was. It was. Yeah. It was. So that was... Uh, was well, pretty funny. But those guys are bros. Those guys are bros. Totally. And uh, that was a fun little segment <laughs> where we get them talking about how, you know, the odd couple, I guess, is what they, the were, odd couple. they were putting it. And just uh, one being, well, Omar even says the words meat shield, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> meat shield and brain shield. And, yeah, that's right. I love right. that. New term. <laughs> brain shield. Yeah, brain I haven't shield. heard that either. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was cool to hear Jonathan explaining, like, how... Omar's strengths are Jonathan's weaknesses and kind of vice versa. Yeah. Like Jonathan's like, I'm going to be great in challenges. I'm going to carry a bunch of firewood. Omar's going to find out voting stuff. We've seen that kind of bromance happen a lot of times in Survivor. But great self-awareness from both of these guys to realize we can help each other out here mm -hmm. yeah. going forward. Yeah, it, this will be – I mean, people are already, I think, invested. I mean, most of these people are very likable uh, as characters on the island. But these two, I think, are sort of at the top of a lot of people's lists. So if they work together, yeah. people are going to be super, super excited. 
especially because yeah they sort of uh, complement each other's maybe weaknesses uh, in the game if if one is of course stronger if one's <laughs> smarter and strategizes more and stuff like that so that'll be fun to watch uh just back to mariah uh in case you were curious because she had the whole thing talking about the death of her brother and she had the pendant and she said she wanted to bury it on the island she did not yeah. um she still has it i think she's uh, also happy with that is what she's saying in exit interviews but um yeah i think was it maybe dalton ross was like she shares that story and you know she's going home do you just go Would to her, her and off? tell her but now mm. the problem with that to me is the shot in the dark is in play now so it's like you always wanted to sort of blindside someone in survivor but it's even more so now because they could they, got this thing, they right. could get lucky and then you know then you're really potentially screwed so they it didn't feel like they did and she still has it yeah, she that. still has it, and maybe if you're one of the other competitors, you're thinking, I know she wants to bury this. She's still going to be around the beach when she leaves, you know? Like, it's not right. like sure. they she get can. her out of the island immediately. She yeah, will yeah. still have time around. But um, I think the bigger thing for her is that she finally broke down and cried at Ponderosa is what mm-hmm. it sounded like. She finally, yeah. like, let the emotion of her brother pass and get to her. Kind of after seeing how Marianne reacted when Jackson had to be taken out of the game is what she said. Yeah, I did read that as well, mm-hmm. which is pretty fascinating. Um, so she is gone. That's, I, I'm sort of disappointed as we were learning her story yeah. and the type of person she was because we didn't get much. Not in, much. Uh, the first episode is like sort of who is this person? But the more we saw of her, I was like, oh, I sort of... I, I loved the idea of like she's a stay-at-home mom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she might be a teacher of some sort too. I think a teacher or professor. Yeah, you know, but like I think that. it said stay-at-home uh, mm-hmm. on, the, yeah, on screen. But anyway... The idea of like, I think it's cool. She's like, I'm always doing things for people. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the mother figure. I'm always trying to take care and put other people above me. And then, like you said, JD, I want to be a little more uh, selfish out here and, and do something for me. It would have been cool to see that transpire. I totally. think a little bit more. And we've had that story before uh, from other people. Um, and they generally don't win, unfortunately. That that mother figure mm-hmm. the, in the end game. A good point. So it would have been uh, fascinating to see if she could have done it. Uh, I have a question for you guys, everybody in the live tribe listening later. Who is the MVP of this episode? JD, I want to start with you. Who would you give it to? MVP. Gotta go, Daniel. Okay, why? Uh, Just the way he played the new Beef Welton. <laughs> Wellington. What, what do we call him? No. Beef, uh, Beef Walton. Walton. Beef Walton. Walton. You're talking Walton. about Beef Wellington. Uh, I'm talking about Mike. Uh, yeah. You're talking for... about Jersey Mike in this one, but Beef <laughs> Walton in 41. Jersey yeah. yeah. Uh, just, just he understands the game so well. He played Mike perfectly. He has this other alliance with Chanel. Chanel. Yes. Is that how you say it? Chanel. 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 Okay. Just the way he 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 just understands the game so well, and just knowing that knowledge is power, and just working this guy Mike, who I had on such a pedestal last week, you did, and uh, he's just uh, just turned into a total buffoon for one episode, <laughs> yeah. just one episode. Like who loses an idol? I mean, he, he may have lost it twice if you yeah, saw next I time know. Survivor. My favorite thing about that is that. He was wearing cargo shorts when he found the thing. <laughs> He's in his underwear a lot. Yeah, but not when he found it. I went yeah, back to yeah, check. Right. I'm like, why wouldn't he just put it in one of his many, many, many pockets? But uh, okay. So, so Mike, for those that don't know, yeah, he was always he was talking about working hard and laying low. That's his strategy, yeah. Jay, which you like. But he's looking for an idol while he's you know getting all the the firewood and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Finds one. Uh oh, it's the beware advantage from last year that we saw. 
It's the three-way shared immunity where you're going to have to do the silly phrase. And he wouldn't have known that if he didn't open it. But, right. you know. You yeah, man. To. It would be so tough to find oh, something on yeah, Survivor that and not too. open it. It'd be very difficult. Uh, and so he does. And then we can get into the whole secret phrase and all that. But, yes, then, because no one can do it in today's Survivor, he can't just sit on the information. <laughs> he tells Jenny. He tells Jenny first. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's I'm fine. fine with that. They, we know that they're a pair already, mm-hmm. and I and I got no problem with that either. And then right away tells Daniel, yeah, to you know to fold him into them. Oh, I mean, come on, come on, you're going overboard. I everybody do, goes overboard with telling yeah. people things. I do get the the strategy, right? He just wanted to f- bring him in a, as an ally and to share the information. It would be tempting not to tell somebody that you wanted to work with. Hey, I've got this thing, especially an idol that's this complicated, right? He has to, not only does he lose a vote, but he has to work it so that he says this ridiculous phrase in front of everybody and he's just looking for as much advice and support as possible. Oh, okay. So that's what you but think a he, part of it was as well. Like we know Daniel yeah, but is a brainiac in this game. Let's r- get his take on it. Exactly. But he also shared, shared that part of it he shared with Jenny for. I thought that she was going to be the... I'm going to help you. I'm mm-hmm. going to guide you through this because I'm smart too. Uh, and then he goes to Daniel who immediately uses it against him and convinces him not to do it. And his plan is to convince him to just sit on this idol forever <laughs> until they vote him out. And if it works, it's it's a brilliant plan. Yeah. And And he's completely right when he says, I have all of the knowledge with none of the consequences. Right. And he's got this guy who's basically beholden to him because he made what is every the mistake that everybody is making and telling too many people about your secrets. It's the game is going to change after this. It has to. Like I know that this crew didn't see the last season, but it has to change. People have to learn from this, right? I mean, in, this, in the sense of just just shut up, shut <laughs> up, everybody. Well, it's the opposite. What's going on? Totally. People talk, talk, talk. Well, talk, what talk. about with uh, Drea? And she's she's I like, know. hey, girls, let's make an alliance. Okay, we're in. By the way, I have an advantage. It's just like you didn't have to say that part. Like, yeah. oh yeah. my god, yeah, they were but, already in. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. until they weren't five seconds later. Yeah, yeah. No, that but tribe is I, I mean, like, like we're not saying anything new here. No, you should no. sit on this information if yes. you can. Outside, of course, the odd time where you're like, I need to really build trust with Trey, mm-hmm. and there, therefore, I'm sharing this, and we can do this together. I mean, you have to trust. I mean, you can't trust anybody out there, but you sort of have to have a little trust. Right. But they just go telling everybody. With the idea of like, I have power, so now you will work with me. Right. But the opposite happens because generally these people are smarter players too. Yeah. They're like, well, you have power. That means you're in my way. Right. And now I know where it is, so let's <laughs> just get rid of you and yeah. eliminate that. And this is what Daniel's next step with this like sort of idea is like, oh, this three-way shared thing. Well, we just won't get any of them in here. I'll try and convince Mike. We'll either get rid of Mike or we'll try and just convince him to never say the thing. Or, yeah, which just is bury it again. which is brilliant. It's never said, but I think Daniel knows that if if uh, Mike gets voted out, it's going back into the game anyway, and somebody else could find it. Right? Uh, I mean, that's my assumption. It did last time. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens every time. If somebody has an idol and they get voted out, the idol is immediately back it in the game. It did happen in Survivor Forty One. You're right. Um, what happens? Mike buries it. He finds it. Yeah. He opens it. Mm-hmm. He buries it. He right. forgets where it is. I come along. I find it. Finders keepers. 
Is it? Is this a gray area in Survivor? Because I don't know. That's a great question. Because it should I mean, be I, mine. I, I would think, like the, the next person that found it, because you could have kept it. That's a great. I would guess that if you find it out in like like in this Mike scenario where he buries it, just he picked the perfect place by two trees on a path <laughs> <laughs> in a jungle. <laughs> Hilarious. What's a worse place to keep an advantage? Two trees in a jungle or in your pants where everyone can see it. Your choice. Uh, uh, it's you uh, only better than I'm gonna put it in the water. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll bury it. Yeah, I'll just bury the beach, it. I guess. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. randomly. But if you find it there, I think you would get to keep it. But they often like, uh, you know, people get paranoid and start going through each other's bags. Yes. I feel like if you keep it in your bag, you should get to keep it. Yes. Then, even if they find it, that's there I think the rule. Illegally. I think it is. Yeah. I think Which, it is. Yeah, that's that's fair. But I guess then, so. If Mike was maybe a smarter player, maybe he's Daniel in this case, he finds it, he opens it. And then, no, that's the thing. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, then closes it back up, hides it purposely for then somebody else to find. What happens in that instance with this beware advantage? I don't think he's, I don't think he can do that because he's lost his vote. The moment that he opened it, he risked opening it and he's lost his vote. So there could be, though, let's talk this out, where Mike has done this, and then mm-hmm. Chanel, let's say she doesn't know at all, she finds it, because right. he's put it back. She could be at a challenge and say this this silly soccer phrase, <laughs> because she wouldn't know. Like, are, they, right. are the producers going to tell her? No way. I, they, I think they would. <laughs> That's a great question. Anyway. I, I think the producers scoop it up. Scoop it up. I don't know. I, or they know where it is. They wouldn't allow somebody else to find it. How I don't do you, know. It's uh, it's a it's an interesting gray area. You're right. Uh, yeah, like people are in the live tribe saying you're not allowed to steal idols. Definitely, and I think yeah. Trey's saying from a bag and stuff like that. But to me, if I, I don't know, if I find it and I put it somewhere, and then I especially can't remember where I put it. And somebody else finds it? How is that stealing? That's yeah, not, not really right. stealing. Not really. Because <laughs> we're all in theory looking for them out here. That's just a funny, maybe a loophole. Yeah, like if a DVD player falls off the back of a truck, it's not stealing. You just <laughs> found it. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly <laughs> the right. The question I kept thinking was, okay, so Mike finds the beware advantage, which means he loses his vote until these are activated, yeah. right? If he buries it out there, loses it completely... Since he found it, is he still without a vote, but with like no way to possibly activate I think, I this? I guess, I guess, yeah, <laughs> right. Because he's read it, he should remember the phrase. <laughs> right. like you really don't need the material paper anymore. Yeah, it's not like there's even a, a like an actual item in it. It's just a, it's a piece of parchment. Yeah, just straight parchment. But he couldn't remember what the phrase was. He's panicking. <laughs> didn't know where he put it. That was a great scene oh. uh, where Daniel's trying to help him find. Yeah, the fork in the jungle. There's <laughs> only thirty of those within like a you know. A hundred meter radius. <laughs> Another reason why Daniel MVP just laughing at him the entire yeah, time. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like, "Shut up, man!" And then he goes, oh, "I'd be laughing too, probably." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did like that. It's great. It's good. Uh, Daniel, yeah, does immediately tell Chanel. Um, and just to go back to this whole thing of people sharing secrets, don't tell anyone, but definitely don't tell someone that's a super fan. Hmm. Right. Maybe you get away if this is reversed. Daniel find Daniel finds it and tells like a mic. I don't know. I just feel like that might stay with him longer. Mm-hmm. But not a super fan is going <laughs> to tell everybody. I think immediately, basically. 
Oh, because yeah. Because they just wanted, you know, I mean, they're using now your power to build trust with other people. <laughs> right. In, in totally. Daniel's case, Chanel's. Yeah. And to be able to use that knowledge to, like, curry favor with others and be like, look, this guy's got an idol. Yeah. He doesn't know where it's at, but he's got it somewhere yeah, so out there. So let's go for it. Yeah. Uh, knowledge oh. is power. They even named an advantage after that. But these people are just happy to give away their power early in the game because you're looking for anything to bond with somebody out there. You're yep. like, oh, this is important. If I tell you, we'll think it's important together, even though you've only known each other for like five days yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah. So not too long, 100 hours. Are you excited to have this um, twist back, JD, in our lives? We saw it in 41, all the uh, funny lines about goats on AstroTurf. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else the was it? can't remember the other yeah, one. Totally so blank. Broccoli? Broccoli. Broccoli. Yeah, uh, that, trees, that was beautiful. trees. Yes. Um, <laughs> but now we have, JD, let me give you what Mike, Jersey Mike, is going to have to say uh -huh. uh, at one of the challenges out loud to everybody. Oh, I think I've got it committed oh, yeah. to memory. Oh, you, you do? Wow, good for you. There's, Found his idol, huh? There's such grace in a game of soccer, it makes me cry. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to be difficult unless there's a, a challenge in which there is kicking of balls. Right. Working that into the situation, into the conversation right before a challenge is going to be difficult, but uh, I don't think it's, it's as difficult. As no, maybe uh, 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 goat on astroturf. Uh, no, but still, you could be like, Oh, this is a confusing one, Jeff. I'm uh, more confused than a goat on astroturf, right? Or whatever. And trees, you know, you could always just talk about uh, food. Broccoli, you know. What was the fourth one? Or the third one? I don't remember. Uh, dead relatives are butterflies. Oh, that yes. was the, that was yes, the, yes, yes. the Xander one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he said it like a hundred times. <laughs> I like what you said about the broccoli. <laughs> uh, uh, this one's easier, by far. They're going so to a challenge. He's talking about sports, and they gave it to like a guy that looks like he does sports. Yeah. But they gave him the sports one, 100%. But they this gave him a sport a that he doesn't plan. like. That's why they gave it to him. <laughs> wow. That's why they gave it to him. I think they're like, we're going to make this guy say something nice about soccer. That <laughs> got him. Very funny when he's like, uh, he almost <laughs> like distraught. Yeah, Daniel might make it work with having him never play it because he's like, you can't say that, man. You don't like soccer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't say that on national television. All your buddies. They know how much you hate soccer. buddies, yeah, they're going to they're gonna roast you man yeah that was that was funny but i do think it's easier overall sorry so do you like this being back in our lives judy yeah i'm fine with it yeah i'm fine with it i one more round and then and then we're good i think a part of that being because whoever's playing survivor 43 is going to know this exactly thing too, yeah silly lines i mean and i think that the amulet one is way more interesting okay that's also still in play yeah it was I think alluded to once during this this episode, but still. Uh, Sarah says, it's been a long few days, Jeff. I miss sports, you know, like soccer. Sure. And then uh, Ian, uh, soccer is still a team sport. You can tie that into the teamwork yeah, angle suppose. of a challenge. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's easier. But yeah, I can't, I can't wait be. to see where the next two are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any guesses? <laughs> Any guesses? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Will there be a food one? Um, you know. Uh, an animal I got nothing. One? I got nothing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't even freestyle one here. All right. Well, let us know in the live tribe or anybody listening later or watching later. Uh, your best guess <laughs> at the next line. <laughs> secret phrase that will have to be said let's take our first break we have so much more still to break down from this episode uh we got to get into the actual immunity challenge maybe we'll put on some blindfolds <laughs> for the ne this next block nice. and, and we'll try and wander around the table yeah, it's a circular table we can't really 
hurt our balls too much on any corner. Watch your rocks rolling. It's a little sharp at the front. But anyway, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. All right, back with no buffs here in the Classic Factory, breaking down episode two of Survivor 42. Adam in the live tribe jumping in saying it is apparently potatoes have skin i have skin am i a potato right that that's a lot more that's difficult bizarre. than the soccer one it right. feels like just three just three almost like separate lines you know it's just odd it didn't flow mm. like the other ones and then uh apparently maybe the last one that we're waiting on is something about bunnies or kittens or something like that. So there is a food and an animal. A food and an animal <laughs> yeah. and a sport. Perfect. Right, right. Uh, okay, so we've talked about uh, Mariah getting voted out and the bromance. So we have a fun question in Tremel later about that bromance. And uh, TK's got a top five for us. But the immunity challenge, I want to talk about this. Um, this started with Marianne confessing her love for Zach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, then we got into the actual challenge, and it was a blindfolded one. And we've seen these before. Love it. Where we have a collar, we have these pairs that are tied together, blindfolded, that have to make their way through this crazy obstacle course, get pieces, bring them back. Then the collar's got to get them all the way back to the table. And uh, I don't remember this little twist, but the collar then telling the still blindfolded people how to put the puzzle together. An easy puzzle, but it's still. It's a pizza. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That was that's a right great line. Jonathan. So um, some people hate the blindfolded challenges. Some people love them. JD, where do you fall on that scale? I love them. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, they're great. I mean, it is, uh, I think uh, on Tyson's podcast, today he was just talking about how it's the great equalizer like every everybody's whatever you're good at throw it out the window whatever it's just everyone is just on the same level physically right in this challenge (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you are completely beholden or at least dependent upon the caller who has the most pressure on them really i mean you know uh how hard would that be like I started watching this one going, you know what? I directed a television show. I could be the caller. By the end of the challenge, it's like, no way am I do- ever doing that. <laughs> oh, so like, you say that because of your experience in a control room. There's a lot of voices. You're, you're listening to us talk. Yeah, there's a lot of people a lot talk of, going on. Exactly. Oh. And there's many, many people in many different areas of the building that I'm telling instructions to. But right. 
And I realized they're all visual instructions. It's just like, get a shot of Lee's hair, you know, or whatever. Uh, But it would be so, it's, you know, we saw, um, we saw uh, Jonathan was like, at one point he was pointing at a puzzle, you know, like (laughs) pointing at it. It's like, no, it's here, it's here, it's here. But how could you not? Like when the adrenaline is running, coursing through you and you're so close and you know you're close because Jeff is in your ear going, oh my God, it's going to come down to seconds. They get a piece, you get a piece. And uh, Jonathan going, don't freak out, man. And then he starts freaking out. It's just it's just the best, I, you know. And I love watching people bump into things. It's great. I don't want anyone to get hurt, but yeah. it is enjoyable to me just to, you know, bonk. And they they're they're adding the the coconut. Oh yeah, you know, I know. Off of I everything. Said that. Nora like did a couple like ooh and ah and and look, uh, Roxroy like looked like he yeah. literally nailed his balls into like a got to protect him. you know a corner of a box that would hurt and he seemed to be in pain, but like. Nor did it a couple more times. I'm like, you realize they're adding a sound effect. <laughs> yeah. like, geez, uh, uh, it just makes it feel like, oh, it didn't make that sound. It, yeah. like, it may have hurt still, but uh, as a as a, as a former sound effects editor, like I hear effects that I've used before. You know, oh, that's bone crack number five from the uh, the Sound Ideas six thousand library. I know that one very very well. I did like when Propes, like when the challenge is starting and he's explaining to us watching, like, you know, this is this is difficult. They're blindfolded, of course, and we got a lot of voices, including my own. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> would you shut the fuck up? That's all I would have been thinking if I'm... I can't stop talking! Yeah, if I'm Drea or Lydia or John. Just shut up, Jeff, for one second. Because you're not helping. Not, not at all. You're making it worse. Yeah. This is probably his objective yeah. in that uh, yeah. scenario. But I thought this was a great one. I'm with JD. I think they're funny every time. But there were some great lines in this one, starting with Marianne explaining that Zach was every white guy I ever had a crush <laughs> yeah. on. Very funny. But my favorite one, the one I kept rewinding, just to make sure I heard it right, Lydia was the co- the caller for the green team. And at one time, she bends down and she yells, both of y'all bitches come here! <laughs> I missed that. I was like, what? <laughs> yep, that's what she said. I thought it was also great Jonathan with like a death metal yell. Yeah. It's a pizza! If I make it scary, they'll hear me the best. And then there was the scene... I forget who it was going left and right, and they just kept yelling, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. shimmy yeah. They were taking side steps over. I thought that was very funny. That worked. That was a it good worked. instruction. That was smart, yeah. I'm putting that in the bank for when I, uh, <laughs> if I ever get to do shimmy. it. Shimmy. But I, I'm surprised that Jonathan was the caller because, again, as a sound guy, you want the shrillest voice up there, I think, because you need it. It's got to cut through. I it's got to cut sure. through everything. I mean... I did enjoy the death metal voice, but uh, I don't think it was. It, I think Lydia was just like cut, cutting right through that. Like she was just. I agree. Yeah. You I can just hear putting better. Jonathan. Also, he's a tank. Just yell, Jonathan. Just move forward, and he might just be able to like, like barrel through like all of totally. the posts and stuff and break yeah. everything. Yeah. Just like, like the Kool Aid Man, like running through the wall. Is Jonathan that Smash. <laughs> <laughs> he's got probes like, like, doing the low key uh, yeah man yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm with you I was like I don't know about him doing this I get the deep voice the loud voice but sure. I think the higher octave the 
But we've seen before in these, like, don't lose your voice. Right. And some people, you know. Too much, Ellen. Yeah. 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 So you got to maintain <laughs> there. But I'll give Jonathan credit. His team was in the lead. Absolutely. So he got them there. Yep. And yes, there's a lot of pressure on the caller, but you also need people. And some people are good at this. Some people are horrible at this. Get the direction and then compute spatially mm-hmm. what the hell you're doing. Yes. Huh. Some people are brutal at that. Some people are That's really me. solid with it. Like, oh, he said, yeah, go forward and then to the right. And some people are like doing the opposite, yeah. like especially totally. if they're blindfold. So, I, yeah. whenever I'm driving my car and Rachel is, you know, the navigator, which she's in my defense terrible at, but oh. if she <laughs> says left, turn left or turn right, I am. It's a shot in the dark. It's a 50-50 thing for me. Like, I'm I'll just, I'm turning a direction where I feel like I should be going. I literally do not know my left from my right if it's told to me. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, yeah, it's a, I don't know what it is about me, but I just, I just, it just doesn't register with me. So, yeah, I, yeah. that's another reason why I prefer to be the caller because it also you're tied to somebody else. Yeah. So if yeah. I'm zigging yeah. and they're zagging, this is bad. This is a, <laughs> this is a bad, bad scene. Oh, I will say, I don't remember this. So maybe somebody in the live tribe can say, yeah, they've done this before. Maybe you guys know, but the, the rope diabolical addition yes. to a blindfolded <laughs> challenge. Oh yeah. They could have way more fun with that if they wanted to. Cause I, <laughs> at one point I was like, there's, they're, they're going to be trapped yeah, yeah. Like they're going to be yeah. stuck and there's no way out blindfolded there's no way the person like a hundred yards away is going to be able to like no take the rope put it over <laughs> then under yeah, and then loop. spin a little like but you know because they're doing that one where yeah they uh i guess are like just reeling the rope up yeah unspooling right. that thing and then the, the one uh, packages on it or one of the puzzle pieces but like wow i was like that's i don't remember them having i don't remember ropes like that we've seen the spinning before and all yeah. that but like whoo also a diabolical thing to be blindfolded yeah. and make them spin around basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved like you would see their strategy like <laughs> like if Trey was doing it and I would be holding on to Trey's like waist like spinning <laughs> with her. But you know some people weren't doing that. They're going a little slower and you don't want to go too fast cuz then you're definitely stumbling and stuff like that. Uh it I guess yeah, I don't want anybody to get hurt over no. a silly thing like they were blindfolded, but it is it's funny TV. That's oh, for yeah. sure. Ooh. How to protect your balls, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, Daniel. Daniel just Ooh. commenting over there. So, yes, uh, Vati, the Green Tribe, they ultimately win. They got their puzzle done first. It looked really close, and I know they get yeah. slick with the editing sometimes, but this one was like, oh, this might be like bang, bang, bang. Green wins, blue, um, Ika a close second, and then uh, Taku, the Orange Tribe, losing there because, I guess, you know, Jonathan didn't see, he seemed to falter at the puzzle. Yes. Either he was or they weren't getting it right. You know, the people putting it in, I guess it was Omar, and I forget who he was tied to there. But, uh, yeah, the other tribes did. They put together that puzzle pretty quick. Did he say previously, Jonathan, that he wasn't a puzzles guy? Yes. he. Well, he did about the triangle thing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to go build a shelter real <laughs> yeah. quick. But he ended up uh, having to be the puzzle caller for blindfolded people doing a puzzle, which is probably even harder than figuring out a puzzle yourself. Because he described it like a pizza, like I said. Yeah. But it wasn't a pizza. No, I no, know. No, it's more of a cinnamon roll. Well, you know, like from the inside with the layers <laughs> on the outside. Well, luckily, Omar didn't say like, well, how many rings are there? He would have been like, ah. Uh, I don't know, 85, uh, 100, I don't know, too many. I'm not good at this. He just goes and builds something. Uh, but it seemed to be, yeah, like, like you're right. It was like 
I guess it was three, maybe four. Yeah. I didn't get a really good look at it. But uh, <laughs> um, while we're talking about this, I meant to bring this up last week and somebody tweeted it at me. Um, the idol that they're winning for these, mm-hmm. it's a two-parter because, as I said, you know, two tribes win. Uh, the winning tribe, the green tribe, got a lot of fishing gear. Then there was a little less fishing gear for the second tribe. And then last place, obviously, going to tribal council. But the actual immunity idol, the top part, the winning tribe, very cool. Cool-looking snake. Snake. Yeah, um, just looks awesome. The second part of it, it's like a shitty base. <laughs> just the base. <laughs> oh, I didn't like, even rocks. notice That's that. That's the second part. Really? He like, goes and hands them just like... Like a scrap of like nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. It's they like, usually me, are just as good. Yeah, they usually yeah. are like both sort of cool. One may right. be cooler, they're bigger than the other, but... That's the base <laughs> of it. pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, there was that. Uh, what else from this episode uh, did you guys want to discuss? Like I said, we got tree mail later, but any other scenes or moments or you know players that you want to talk about, Trey? I don't feel very good. Is it the blue tribe that has Drea and Tori right now? Yeah, we didn't, see, tribe, we didn't right? see a lot of them in episode two. You know, we were with them a lot, of course, in episode one, but... To me, this seems like the tribe that is going to definitely break apart when it comes to the merge because in the first episode, it seemed like they had a young contestants alliance and an old contestants alliance. And as soon as they had that set up, they flipped on each other. Then here they started the girls alliance to which Tori responds, is this a new thought for you? Yeah, so rude. Come on. But then they, of course, instantly turn on that one right away as well. So maybe it's just them not having to eliminate anybody. Uh, But... It doesn't feel like they're going to stick together when it comes down to it. No. Yeah. What do you think, J.D., about this blue tribe? Again, I, we didn't see much of them, but we did get the girls' alliance, the women alliance, yeah. but then them saying, you know, Swathi and uh, Tori, like, well, let's get her out. she got a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, – I love that. I love the classic – yeah, whatever it is, whether it's girls alliance or whatever alliance, it's like, oh, we got we to gotta stay, in this case, women strong, cut to – I'm all in with keeping women strong, but I don't trust her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just Adam. great. It's just what I love about Survivor. Um, I agree. They seem to have the most friction on this tribe. Um, it, they are, uh, you know, but it's hard to tell because with the edit, it's like what Tori's, when Tori's burst out, this is news to you as if like, uh, you know. <laughs> I thought that she was being super rude. And then there was another scene where Roxroy is talking to Drea. Was it Drea? Who's, uh, somebody's in the smoke. Yeah, Drea. And and uh, he's like, get out of the smoke, girl. Like that, right? <laughs> but uh, I don't think it was meant that way. I don't think it – I think it was just like a sort of uh, – you know, like, uh, hey, just get out of the smoke. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're it's going in the to, smoke. like, you're you'll pass out to, or something. Yeah, yeah, didn't you? Don't you remember Michael Scoopum? <laughs> he had to, he <laughs> fell into the fire. Uh, but, or, and it was just like a, I found that to be good natured, but the way it was edited, it almost seemed like he was just being let, the overbearing dad figure again. Right. But, uh, uh, well, but, is that where we're setting up to go then if they lose that, like, he's possibly out? <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. The breadcrumbs to, uh, well, he's that's the reason. Crumbs. And then we saw it in episode one. He was like yeah. bossing everybody around. And even he realized he had to tone it down and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you, if you, so, she was totally fine with it. Like, if it was really a thing, they would have cut to her confessional of going, this uh, guy is bo- bossing me around again. I, You're not my dad, man. Roxroy, get out of here. Didn't she say she had a reason why she liked it? It was for like the bugs, wasn't it? Didn't yeah, she was like, I'd yeah. like it because there's Keep no the bugs on me. on me. Yeah. 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 Fair yeah, enough. Sitting in the smoke. Uh, I just don't get, I'm not, I don't even mind her going to Swathi 
and Tori and saying, hey, let's do it. Women's Alliance, let's mm-hmm. go. But why then tell them? You didn't have to tell them all the stuff you have. Yeah. Just leave it at that. Just I, leave it at I that. bet they would have been like, hell yeah. Sure. Like, sure, that makes sense. But then you tell them, I got all this stuff. And then they're like, well, well hold on, hold on. Okay, we can do an alliance, <laughs> but you have all the power. Yeah. Uh, and you got all the ammunition. So it's like, well, well, maybe we'll just get rid of you. And then it will either, then in their heads, it maybe goes back into the game or stuff like that. Like, then we have a better chance of getting it. I did, why did she do that part? Sorry, didn't need to. She's got the amulet and, and the extra vote. And the extra vote. vote. And, she and I think she it, told she, them both. She, really? Oh, wow. I think she did. I missed the amulet part. Uh, maybe she didn't tell the amulet part. She they told it on her Chiron. I know that. It said extra vote it, yeah. and amulet. But did she <laughs> nice. tell them? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, definitely yeah, about yeah. the extra vote. But anyway, it just, I don't think you needed to do that. No. You just went, fine. You want to form this bond? Get ready for the next vote. Okay, that means it's going to be Romeo or, or, or Roxroy. But then you just went one step for it. It's like, yeah, you didn't need to, I don't think. I think, I think that's a thing. I think that's the, pr- like, people think that they have to oversell themselves. You yeah. know, like, let's form an alliance, and here's why you can trust me. Because nobody trusts anybody. I'm giving you this information. I have this advantage. Hopefully she didn't say anything about the amulet. But, yeah, um, yeah who's... Who knows? But uh, but yeah, but this is the new survivor. Tell everybody everything all the time, and then get voted out. And that's <laughs> yes. why thing people are going to get smart next the <laughs> the next season. I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know. It's the younger generation, JD. Is it? I don't know. I guess <laughs> sharers. Cool. They're sharers. <laughs> They're sharers. Yeah. Uh, let's get everybody's thoughts on um, high mm. and his dilemma about whether or not he was going to eat meat. He's a vegan. Mm-hmm. And we had, I think uh, we almost opened up with this, right? It was Jenny and Chanel uh, looking for food. They find this giant, slow, <laughs> dumbass hermit crab. Yeah, that was a dumb crab. Yeah. And so they get it and then they cook it. And, uh, you know, everybody's chomping down on this. It, for a crab, it felt like people were actually getting yeah. some some nutrients from it. Uh, it was a pretty big one. But then High tells us, he tells them, you know, I don't, I don't eat this and what do I do? And he's contemplating you got mike apologizing for wanting a burger i thought that was really <laughs> funny. Sorry. Uh, and then he has high has a bit of a breakdown he's just like man i just thought there'd be rice here right. <laughs> and, oh, that's rice. yeah and there isn't and ultimately decides to uh to eat it you gotta eat he has to you gotta eat yeah. um but yeah i mean he was in a tough spot especially considering the no rice and that's a huge change and we saw yeah. that it had an effect during the last season the lack of food so i mean for me, if I were ever to get on Survivor, my morals and my life here completely different than they are out on <laughs> right, the island. Like right. I don't like lying to my friends, but I'm gonna lie to them straight to their face every single day on sure, Survivor. Sure. Just like hi, uh, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to eat meat products, but you gotta stay alive when you're on Survivor. Yeah. So I think he made the right choice. Uh, oh, hundred mm-hmm. percent, he made the right choice. I mean, imagine you're a vegan and you're like, you're. You're contemplating, should I go on Survivor? Because literally all I'll be eating is rice for 39 days or whatever. Rice, coconut. Rice and coconut, sure. That I can wrap my head around. But you arrive day one on the beach and and Jeff is like, there's no food. No food. And the the next today or this week's challenge, the reward was fishing gear which you're not supposed to be eating as a vegan. I mean, 
it's tough. Like I would have almost walked if it was be like day one. Like I can't, I can't be out here and not eat. I'm skinny already. I'm hashtag skinny Alliance (laughs) already. (laughs) Uh, You know, so of course eat the crab, man. I love also with that. They, they just come across the crab. Right. And uh, you know, they, they daintily try to pick it up. With, they do it with the yeah, leaf and yeah, everything, <laughs> but it takes two of them and they're like grossed out by it and they're kind of freaked out by it. And fair enough, I would be too because they have claws and yeah. I'm a city guy. Uh, but, you know, and then cut to uh, Chanel going, well, I guess I'm a provider now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just like you almost stepped on a crab and <laughs> now you're a provider. Hey. Okay, fine. Hey, it, you, mi- what has Mike brought back to the uh, <laughs> fair? You would have lost the crab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I found 10 crabs, <laughs> but I lost relief. them on the way back. That's right. <laughs> I they, had them. They were in my cargo shorts and they made off with my idol. But... Uh, <laughs> Oh wow! That's Can you a, imagine? That's a crab ate my idol. The crab can't vote at tribal council. He's got the beware, that's beware right. advantage. Uh, oh. I also think that that sequence was not did not unfold the way it was presented to us. I think. Oh, okay. I think that because he got high, over it real quick. Oh yeah. In the edit. Well, exactly. It was just like he's having a complete mental breakdown away from the fire. Everybody's gathering around, and then suddenly we're back at the fire. I think they cooked up the crab it smelled delicious the guy's starving he was reluctant at first he took a bite of the crab and then he says you see him say i it was it's good i feel good but i feel guilty and then it looks like he's about to break down and i think he broke down and then he went Ooh. and then, then then they were consoling him so not that that's a huge deal but i i don't think that he uh, he was hemming and hawing as long as we think he was. But that's my, that's just a hot take. That's a. Oh, I got a hotter take. Go on. He's not a vegan. Ooh. He just got the Sia money. Oh. What? Oh, you think it was strategy? He just got the Sia money. That's $100,000 in his pocket. That guy's eating burgers 24 <laughs> 7. That's brilliant. Oh, I'm man. kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. He had dogs on his socks. <laughs> so he had dogs he on his socks. He loves dogs. He's Man, really playing up the, to see you. To That's get, right. I love animals. Yeah. I wear them on my socks and I don't eat them. <laughs> I'm a fan of animals. Well, I, am, I, I, am, I do he, love no, animals. I think he's getting that CO money if he doesn't eat the crab, isn't he? Ooh. I'm just saying, he's, I mean, <laughs> in my twisted mind, He's next level thinking here. And I've yeah. heard Rob bring this up before, like seasons prior when uh-huh. Sia would give someone $100,000. Uh, you know, Ty got it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the Okay. I don't know the whole list of it, but there's been a lot of people. And uh, I remember Rob saying at one point, will people start almost strategizing like with that in mind hmm? to go out? I may not win the million dollars, but I can maybe win the CM money. Maybe. You know what she, uh, the type of player she likes? Her values, her beliefs, you know, Absolutely. you can lean into them. <laughs> so he is guy's brilliant. Game. Jeff, I'm talking to you, Jeff Probst. Please cast J.E. Skeets because <laughs> he will be the best villain we've had in <laughs> See, 10 years. Back. Not only is he going to go for the million dollars, he's going for this Sia money yeah. under <laughs> false pretenses. I, 
It would be uh, move over, Johnny Fairplay. I, I, <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be great. That'd be pretty amazing. But you'd have to play the long con because the sea of money wouldn't be coming. And I do see Adam saying, I don't even know if they still do it anymore, if she's still giving the money. But let's say she does. Yeah. The long con, though, is you have to lean into that, that you're a vegan, you love animals more than anybody else, you, you, you go out at the merge, but you're there at the end. The, uh, the the final uh, episode where they all come back together, the reunion, and then Sia gifts you the hundred million, but then you gotta be like, you gotta get the paycheck and then pull out a burger, and, like, and that is the ultimate villain move. I <laughs> Just love it. Took your money. I love it. Oh my god, uh, that'd be fun. Uh, Rick Devins got the Sia money. Did he? Apparently, yeah. I read that. Wow. He was a great character his season. He was, yeah. yeah. So it's not, I, I mean, yeah, it's not always the person that just loves animals. More, <laughs> but yeah, but know, it helps. It definitely helps. It definitely hurts. How, yeah. how do you eat crab out on an island? How are they, like, cracking open the legs? Uh, Tyson was talking about that on his podcast today, and they're not, like, you know, There's barely anything on these. Like right? a soft shell. Yeah, crab, more yeah. So. you're basically, every bite you take, you are testing it with your teeth, is okay. what you said. So like it's, the shell included, the shell, like which there is calcium in, right? That's exactly yeah. what he was yeah. saying. So uh, I don't think it's pleasant, but I think if you haven't eaten in five days, it's it's the, the most delicious thing you've ever eaten. Yeah, that's true. It, like Usually when they get food on the island and they cook it up, the first thing, you get a lot of like, mmm, oh, so meaty. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get a lot of that. Like somebody said it was like, I guess, was it Mike that was like, oh, it's sort of like buttery? Or did he say good? (laughs) (laughs) But they weren't going overboard, so it probably wasn't that good. But they're like, anything. You're right. I mean, we've seen people like drool over rats. Yeah, yeah. This rat was fire. They usually go crazy Mm. like over the food, like no matter what it is. And they weren't even doing that unless it was edited out. Um, any other uh, random notes, and or we'll, or we'll take one more break and do tree mail. But anything else you got? To yeah, talk a couple about? of quick Omar notes. His ostrich shirt is crazy. Oh, ostrich shirt is wild, man. Uh, it's like an orange maned ostrich, I yeah. suppose. Again, playing for the sea of money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, how does this help with the sea of money? Omar also said, "I didn't pee standing up until I was almost 22. Oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> I, I that, that was one where I rewound <laughs> like, it. What? Excuse me? <laughs> Hold on. 22? Uh, yeah. I'd never, I was surprised. A long time. Yep. I'm going to start asking everybody that question. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to know now. Message my dad and ask him if he knows. <laughs> Important question. <laughs> JD, what age did you, uh, what age were you when you started peeing standing up? Ever you know? since I can remember. Yeah. Although I do remember... <laughs> When I was in probably grade one, I was still pants all the way down to the, you know. <laughs> ankle style. To the, an- like, to the oh, ankles, yeah, yeah. like in school at the urinal oh, sort of thing. Then yeah. a grade three comes along and pulls you away from the urinal. Yep. So that, that <laughs> stunted me. Oh, oh, that's even worse. That's worse. worse. That's worse. So yeah. uh, I, I retired to the stall for grade two Maybe to three, not sitting, but just like, <laughs> don't fuck with me, grade threes. <laughs> I'm just figuring this stuff out, man. <laughs> JD, do you have any other random notes from this episode? Uh, We're moving forward. In this just, uh, I loved uh, one small thing. Yeah. The shot of the moon going to tribal council. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. It was like a close up of the moon. <laughs> 
And it was just like, all I wrote down in my notes was tribal on the moon. <laughs> just looked like a, an establishing shot of, oh, this episode, we're doing tribal council on wow. the moon. That's it. Wow. I wonder if Survivor had stuck with the plan of shooting a new season in a new location every season, would we eventually have gotten to the moon? Wow. Makes you think. You know, now they're just all in Fiji, back-to-back seasons, they record them, and we've been there for what? I mean, 10 seasons running or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you laugh, but it was a joke that Fast and Furious, oh, they're going to have to go to space sometime. Unfortunately, they settled on Fiji, so we'll never get the zero gravity tribal (laughs) council we all want to see so bad. That's unfortunate. All right, well, let's take one more break, and when we come back, we'll get into tree mail. You guys sent in some great questions. Don't go anywhere. All right, back with no buffs. Let's get into a little tree mail. Okay, keep sending in your questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Just put no buffs or survivor in the header. It'll help Tass, who does a lot of our email work, (laughs) help him out. (laughs) He can just forward that to us uh, immediately. We got some good ones here. Um, We actually have some in the live tribe that I almost have to throw at you guys. Sure. Grant asked a great one here, joining us live, and he wanted to know, because, I don't know if you saw this, J.D., I know Trey has, that um, Russell Hance mm-hmm. has put up the infamous JT letter oh. in Heroes vs. Villains. It's for sale on eBay. How much? Right now it's at $11,300. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So the question from Grant is, what survivor piece of memorabilia would you like to own? Mm. Well, I guess what I mean really the question is, do you guys want to pool our money together and buy the... Uh, by the, uh, yeah. you, I saw you looking <laughs> yeah, over my buddy, shoulder. You're like, like we should buy it every, and put it up on the set. Episode. <laughs> it's signed by all the uh, the heroes at the time there. I think it's Rupert and Amanda. Wow. And Colby JT Donaldson, himself. very cool signature, I'll say. Okay. I was like, there nice you know. handwriting this guy mm. has. Uh, so, yeah, we, okay. Should we buy it is one, JD, and then two, <laughs> is there something else you'd like to get your hands on? Hmm, I think I'd like a pair of Jeff's khakis, maybe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Frame them. Put him right under Charles there, maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, hmm. You want something props related? Interesting. Oh yeah, of course. A torch would be cool. Like, torch would be, torch cool. would be cool. Whose torch though? <laughs> That's a good question. Russell's torch might be actually pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hmm. Trey, you got anything? I like this suggestion from Adam Katz, who says maybe the Pontiac Aztec series too. That might go for less than $11,000 at this point. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if car shortages these days. That's good. Um, <laughs> slightly used Pontiac Aztec. Slightly used. <laughs> didn't it like turn into a tent or something like that? Oh, yeah. Pontiac and Aztec. Didn't, yeah. Those uh, are wild. Boston Rob and Amber consummated that thing, I think. <laughs> Was it them in there? I don't know. Uh, another good suggestion from uh, Jordan in the live tribe, the fake stick idol from Micronesia. Oh, it just has good. like a smiley face. Face on it. That's a good one. <laughs> a good one. Mark Anything from Coach chicken. would be funny. Yeah, yeah. like his uh, feather. Yeah, his jacket. <laughs> his jacket. Uh, How about Philip Shepard's pink undies? That's oh, a great one. that's a good one. Oh, that'd be nice because then I could have like an underwear set going because right. I'd have my ripped <laughs> underwear nice. with Shaq gave me a wedgie on the starters, and we could have Phillips and 
And we'll have to find the third pair to complete the trifecta. <laughs> Love it. Maybe yeah. Saks underwear will send us uh, <laughs> some custom no buffs underwear or something like that. <laughs> Not an ad yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not an ad yet. Okay, so uh, that was a good one there from Grant. Okay, so this one is from Kevin here in Tremail. I'm enjoying the season so far, and I think we have a solid cast here, but I was wondering how you guys felt about the trailer that was first shown at the end of last season. The specific part of the trailer that stood out to me was the part where Tori finds one of the phrase-activated idols. Maybe this is why we know this potato line. I, mm. uh, it's possible. This scene wasn't shown in episode one, and so I knew she wasn't going home at Tribal Council, even though it seemed like it was either her or Zach. So until we actually see the scene of her finding the idol, we know she isn't going home. Does this bother you guys as much as it bothers me? That's from Kevin. Well, I didn't even realize this happened, uh, or I'd forgotten, I guess. But what do you think, Trey? It does now. <laughs> yeah, now yeah. I'm angry. Yeah, I had completely forgotten this. I honestly hadn't thought about it once since the reunion last year until I saw this dastardly email from yeah. Kevin. <laughs> it's probably impossible to completely avoid spoilers in, you know, like a, in a coming next season sort of thing. But this one definitely seems avoidable to yeah. me. Especially if you know that Tori's going to kind of, like, be in the mix for being eliminated in the very first episode. But maybe they're just trying to, like, at the end of season 41, saying, yeah, we're bringing back the crazy words. You're going to hear some silly phrases. Remember that? So I understand it. But, like, uh, just show us, like, the the Mike one, where we know he finds it kind of really early. And he wasn't really at risk of going home in the first episode. So... Yeah, very good, but I'm just glad I have a dumb memory with regards yeah. to that, so I completely forgot. Yeah, JD, any thoughts on this? Yeah, same. I was, I had no recollection. I'd obviously watched it, and actually, I watched this trailer before this season started, like recently, right. and I still didn't remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is my complaint about trailers in general. They show too much. Why not just have one of their, uh, what the the dream team, right? The the people who actually test out the the, uh, challenges. the challenges and stuff just just have them stand in and have them say make it look like they're <laughs> That's a good point. because I, ne- I never would have made the difference like it wouldn't have it wouldn't have mattered like so when you hold on hold on you want you want the dream team as they're called yeah to make a basically a fake trailer that's right that's right <laughs> well then why just i, I guess i mean why even make one at because all because the whole, the point of it is to be like these wacky phrases are coming back and then have one of them who maybe looks like But I like love Tori. the idea, like, so you just want, like, there's just, like, a black woman, but it says Mike at the bottom and and, and this woman playing no. the role of Mike in the trailer. <laughs> I've, I, okay, that's a fair point. But it's just, or just don't. Like, they used to do, like, remember when they hadn't shot them yet, it was just, like, blood versus water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's water and then they pour some blood in it right and they're sort of like those were the trailers back in the day yeah so yeah. or also watch the trailer at the time they release it and then like Trey just said just forget it about it immediately yes. like everybody norm- normally does you right. know? I don't remember a single thing in it but I, mean, I, I think Kevin that does. that's why they should bring back the subtitles I, I, I know I'm alone on this but I, you know Blood versus water, or oh. brains versus bronze versus whatever. Oh. It's just like lean into that for the trailer. That's the hook to get people in, and then they just abandon it pretty much anyway. Yeah, they like, do after most, three, like, four, five episodes. It. So yeah. it's just is they have to show stuff now, especially this season because they 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 had limited resources. It was a limited season. Uh, they have less footage, obviously. So you know. Just bring back the, 
the the subtitles. Well, Survivor Forty Two, unlock your mind. Yeah, doesn't have to mean a, anything. Had a bunch of locks being unlocked. Right. Little brain shots. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> brain shots for the brain shield. Wow, maybe this is unlock your mind. First time we've ever had a brain shield. Omar is my pick to win it all too. Oh, wow, man. that's smart. Um, but uh, JD's right. Like. We don't need to see the people that are going to be in this season if they're not returning players. So, like, if you saw yeah, Tor- right. if you saw Tori back in November, you're like, "There's going to be a woman on this season." Wow, there's one on every season. Yeah, I think uh, also it's, it's Brad here saying Survivor really doesn't need a trailer at this point. Right. It's season forty two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, outside of returning players to get you hyped. Like, oh, like, oh, oh wow, so and so is back. Awesome. I I will be tuning in. I Guess would, what? I'm tuning in regardless. But sorry, I would also be surprised if. Tori isn't the one that finds the Ooh, idol. A little slick, slick editing here, maybe. Right, yeah. because you know they share everything with everybody. It could be, it could be like Swathi found it, gave her the note, and she's reading it out loud, and that's what we're seeing in the trailer. I would not be surprised if that's the case. <laughs> in which case, all is forgiven. So, what are we going to <laughs> look back on Survivor Forty One and call if we're adding, you know, the uh, the the sub headline of it? Is it, uh, mm. is it the game within the game? Yes. It almost has to be. It has For to be. For us, yes. at least. <laughs> yeah. For us. Yeah. Either that or the shillelagh of time. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I like that, too. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and this one right now is Unlock Your Mind, but it's only a Still early. Two. Yeah, yeah still, still early. Early days. Okay. Uh, here's another one. This one came through maybe 10, 15 minutes before we jumped on stream here uh, and did no buffs. It's from at Brian underscore Swain. Uh, by way of Twitter, of course. What are some of your favorite bromances in Survivor history? Can we get a Survivor bromance top five? Obviously alluding to what we talked about, Jonathan and Omar. Nice bromance here. What do you think? Nice bromance. Will they make the top five at the end of the season? We shall see if they stick together. Here's a nice top five for you thrown together really quick. Yeah. At number five, Earl and Yao Man. Mm-hmm. Survivor Fiji is what it was called way back when. This That's was the right. 14th season. <laughs> they were a nice match together. Uh, went pretty far. Earl ended up winning. Yao Man had uh, the immunity idol necklace sort of shenanigans with dreams, I yep. think, was uh, who he ran into. There was and, a car involved in that. Was, I'm not sure it was a Pontiac. Uh, wasn't an Aztec. It wasn't an Aztec. No. <laughs> it wasn't an Aztec. Uh, but yeah, they went pretty far. Earl, like I said, won. Yao Man could have maybe made it to the finals if he didn't have everything go down with dreams. I think season. Earl is one of the most underrated winners. I agree. He's Full just time. never come back, right? Nope. Smart. <laughs> if I won, well, I'm a sucker. I get on, t- on the internet and talk every single day, multiple times a day. <laughs> yeah. But I like to think that if I won Survivor, I would just call it quits. Yeah, you'll you've, never come, see me you've again. come back twice today. <laughs> yeah. I can't stop coming Let alone back. next season. <laughs> oh, you want me back, Jeff? No? All right, I'll be here anyways. <laughs> you, you did a show. You went home. You did a show. And now you're back here doing a show. Yeah. So, yeah. It's great. Yeah, I'm going to go do another one back then. Wow. Yeah. This one's a private Respect. show. Yeah. All okay. right, number four. Ian and Tom from Survivor uh, Palau. This was such a dramatic relationship because in the final challenge, Tom basically guilt trips Ian into like hopping off after 12 hours on those wiggly yeah. uh, pedestal pull yep. kind of things. Ian felt really bad because he had been making the same promises to Tom as he had to another Survivor contestant. So Tom said, you better drop off. And for whatever reason, Ian agreed with him and Tom won easily <laughs> in the final <laughs> tribal council. It's a weird... It's a weird bromance, only in the sense it felt very father-son relationship yeah. between the two of them. I mean, you know, there's some bromance still there, no doubt. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was crazy. Tom, that was that was pretty twisted. Pretty twisted. In the young man's mind, what he got through to... Uh, Especially after know. 12 hours, man. Yeah. Like, oh, God. 
you could maybe convince me the first two hours. Like, if you're feeling really bad, but after 12 hours, I'm like, yeah, I do feel bad, but you should have asked earlier. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I was feeling more generous earlier. I guess not, though. Uh, at number three, I would say perhaps the platonic ideal of Survivor bromances, JT and Stephen Fishback from Survivor Token Teens. They went to the final two together. They yep. were very much um, the Jonathan and Omar, like, smart guy and social guy yep. put together. They went to the final two together, and JT won 7-0. Yeah. Yeah, that was a blowout. Big time blowout. But he would have never made it there without Fishy. <laughs> that's right. Would have never made it yeah, there. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I see the, the live tribe. Steven and Fishback coming up. Sorry, Steven and uh, JT coming up a lot. Yeah, not bad. Uh, yeah, so they, they were a great bromance. The, the next, number two on my list, the next group, the next duo, Dom and Wendell Holland. Oh, yeah. not number one. Okay. No, yeah. not number one for, um, you know, sentimental reasons, okay. but I thought they played it the best. They went for the JT and Fishback route where they're like, you could win the game. I could win the game. We're not going for each other right now. Let's get together. Yep. They made it to the final two. Uh, in, or I guess the final three in Tribal Council. They both got five votes, so the third place, Laurel, had to place a vote. She obviously voted for Wendell, yep. and he wins. Like, that was an awesome season going down to it, and you're like, either of these guys has a great chance because they played the same game together, yeah. like, alongside each other the yeah. whole time. That's a great That is a, a great one. To me, I'm shocked it's not number one, just in the sense that they really seem to like each other, too. And like you said, both felt, I can beat him. He might be me, though, and let's yeah. find out. <laughs> and came down to a tie. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, they had the perfect read on it. They tied. Yeah. Like, I can beat him. He can beat me. Let's just see how it turns out. And, you know, Wendell just had that little bit better relationship yep. that mm -hmm. pushed him over the edge. But my number one, much like how I will always say Survivor Season 1 is my favorite season of Survivor, Survivor it's Richard Hatch and Rudy Bosch. Yeah. The OG bromance. A lot of great lines in this one. Nobody, ex I think that they were cast kind of expecting to be adversaries yep mm -hmm. you know uh richard as a gay man rudy as an older gentleman perhaps they would beef on the the island but it was completely the opposite at one point rudy said of richard he's fat but he's good <laughs> 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 they were a hilarious mix together uh richard obviously finally went to the final tribal council rudy made it far as well they were in the, the final immunity challenge together hands on a hard idol that's one of my favorites from way back oh, when yeah. you had to keep your hand on it yep but the twist was that even when you stepped off the pedestals to go to the next pedestal, you had to keep it on it. And that's when Rudy lost. He took his off in, took his hand off in the midst of, like, switching pedestals. So he lost Wigglesworth versus Hatch. Some classic moments there at that's the final right. Tribal Council. So that's my top five. Anything to add to that, J.D.? Did you miss any or do you like it? Yeah, I got a couple of what about this guy, but okay. I think it's a solid list. Uh, uh, Uncle Cliffy and Wu. Nice. Ooh, good one. I mean, an odd couple for sure. I mean – he was, you know, a basketball star, and Wu was a basketball fan. So I mean, it was, <laughs> and it, it was kind of cool that Wu was the only one in the on the island who realized who uh, Cliff was. Um, I would also uh, like to add. I, yeah, I guess you got everybody. Jason and Scott Pollard. They had a bromance. They definitely did. And they were sort of both villainy. Yeah. Yep. And they, you know, I mentioned it before on this show. Uh, just them causing shit was just fun for me. Right. They but they were in a snit, but they were just like, well, if we're not having fun, then no one else is going to have fun, so let's hide everything. So I enjoyed that. Well, then they were screwed by Ty, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's a great one. That's a really good one. Uh, and then also, I can't remember the other two guys, but Christian, who, who Becky? Mm -hmm. Yep. 
He had a bromance with two other sort of broy bros. I cannot remember their names. Well, the mayor of Slamtown. Or yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. That's Jeff right. Yeah. yeah, very Jonathan like. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? John too. John Morrison. It, yes, yeah, I right? think so. A professional wrestler. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. And I, who was the other guy? He had another. Uh, yeah. There was two of them. They were yeah. like a threesome. It was okay. a bro. It was a bro. Brosome. A bro threesome. <laughs> and uh, I just loved how chuffed. Christian was yeah. being in he's, he's like I've never been in this kind of relationship with guys before he's like right. a guys guy all of a sudden yeah. and it was just totally oh the brochachos the brochachos right. that's, yeah, that's yeah. what it's called yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was just a delight I love that guy I wish he would come back to play uh, Christian but anyways those are good uh, the only other one I see here in the live tribe um, was Spencer and Jeremy good which oh, was yeah. very fishback mm-hmm. GT like uh, to some extent and uh I'll throw out a Jeff Probst and and Cochran. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a bromance in a weird way. 100%. One hosting the show, 100%. one uh, playing the show a yep. couple of times. But uh, yeah, fun question there from Brian. Good okay, uh, final one here. What would you wear on Survivor? This is from Songcrafter. Left it in the YouTube comments of last week's show. So thank you so much. And everybody, subscribe and like No Buffs on YouTube. What are you wearing on Survivor? Try. I think about this. Every single episode. <laughs> Every single episode. I'm like, this is like the biggest decision I would make. Number one thing I know I'm wearing for sure is my Carhartt Bulls hat. Okay. I'm going to become the Bulls version yeah. of Boston Rob. I don't think Chicago Trey sounds great. Yeah. Illinois Trey. Bulls Trey? I'll take yeah. Bulls Trey. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, that, some very short shorts, probably like a cool <laughs> pair of Nike uh, trail running shoes. And I go, I'm like in between, like, do I want a party shirt? You know, you'll see somebody show up in a party shirt. Omar kind of has one on yeah. uh, this season, but I also kind of just want to wear sleeveless. Like, ideally, I would like to wear a basketball jersey, but I think they would frown upon that. Right. I think Bulls yeah. logo is probably pushing like, yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. but like a straight up, I mean, maybe a no dunks basketball jersey. That'd be all right. That'd be great. promo work. Oh, that'd be amazing. I don't think they're going to let you do that yeah. though either. Yeah. 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 But okay, I think you can get away with the hat. Because yeah. you see the Nikes that they're wearing. Sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. For okay. sure. Uh, so your your shirt is sort of undecided, but you're. I don't want to be wearing a shirt much. Okay. In right. general, um, do you, would you go with a button up shirt though that you could leave open? <laughs> do a couple. Uh, I would like. I want options with my shirt. Yeah, I definitely my... picture you in a shirt, like a a fun sort of Lee Ellis uh, all star shirt, but, a swaggy shirt. But yeah, a swaggy yeah. shirt with like a, a a tank top underneath and that's your sleeveless mm. to go yeah, to. That's I good. That that's one, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what I would do. I would here's what I the one thing I know I would not wear is a suit jacket. I'm mm. always like yeah. when I see the guys who are sitting there with a suit jacket on it's probably warm, but I don't think so, Tim. No. Mm-hmm. I think it's cold at night they say. Yeah. You yeah, might need it. Sure. Um what about you, JD? What are you wearing? Yeah, I I've put no thought into oh, this. Okay. Uh, I basically dress like I'm on Survivor here in the Classic Factory every day. I mean, you sort of do. I like, you know, t-shirt. I've got socks and my Birkenstocks on, wool socks. And, you know. Uh, what I really love, though, is when people take their regular outfits and they sort of ninjify them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Daniel was doing it this week. Uh, I didn't. I couldn't find a great shot of it, but here he is. He's got... The high socks yep. and then the cargo shorts. And then he was – you can almost see it better in uh, in this shot here. He's walking away. This would be my other look, by the way, with Mike in just his underwear <laughs> just and the buff. But see how the socks go all the way up? Yep. And he's got his buff is sort of all the way down right to his eyebrows kind of thing. And he's It's like ninja mode. <laughs> 
I love it. I love that sort of. I would dress like that in everyday life if I could. Oh, you know, wow. just walking around. So yeah, he's protecting himself from the sun. Yeah. Yep. You know, and the, the bugs, bugs probably. Yeah. Yep. Cover up that skin. Smart. Uh, here's what I'm wearing. JD, I know you have a photo. I'm wearing what Jonathan wore to tribal council last night. <laughs> look at this look. <laughs> For those listening to the podcast, I'm not really sure how to describe this. It's sort of poncho-like, but it's like he made it on the island. Yeah. Like he found a, a piece of fabric and a little bit of string. He looks a like a, an apostle. Or Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? A lo- I mean, it's it, almost, why are you even wearing anything at that point? It's so far off his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> he also, I think, was wearing like very flowing linen pants. Mm. It looked like, I think this guy spends a lot of time on the beach, so he knows how to keep it cool. Yeah. The turtle necklace is also hilarious to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, uh, he's on the turtle tribe, isn't he? Like, ooh. Is he? Well, maybe uh, that's a microphone. No, you're right, because I, I got upset that the orange tribe was the turtle i thought and then uh-huh. the green tribe was the crap and it didn't make any sense to me yeah i think you're right maybe um it's, it's a great look that's just a free-flowing loose look though i'd follow that guy anyway <laughs> i know what you mean. now that you said that like the apostle vibe to him i see it he also to me People looks- are saying he looks like andre the giant in the princess bride totally yeah 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 he looks like jacked uh, Charlie Day to me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Like, Isn't Charlie Day jacked? Isn't he already jacked? I, thought? I mean, he ain't this big. No. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and then I said he looks like uh, Party Boy <laughs> yeah. from Jackass. He's like mm-hmm. a souped yeah. up version of that. <laughs> He's also so. Sawyer from Lost Vibes. Yeah. In oh, general. yeah. Maybe yeah. because it's on the beach, but he's a great looking dude. Yeah. Good-looking uh, surfer Jesus, as they're pointing yeah, out I love in it. the uh, live tribe show at Paul there. So anyway, that's what I'm wearing. And his size, too. <laughs> Paul would be comfortable. Yeah, I'd be like, it's a, a full-on blanket on me. Uh, but then, you know, I know, I think they have, well, they definitely have some say in what you're going to wear out there. The producers do. There's the whole color vibe of things. Like, well, you got to bring yeah. a blue one and a green one and an orange one. That would be... Uh, be more stressful than playing the game to be <laughs> picking out oh, your stuff and God. seeing what they're going to choose for you yeah yeah i would also want to be bartering my clothing items when i'm out there like you'll you know you'll see somebody like can i have your jacket or yeah, something yeah. along those lines yeah. just sharing clothes like i've never met this person you want to trade clothes for the rest of our lives why not I, I would need tyson or rob or people that have played more frequently wendell or whatever to tell us but like they get way more clothes than they used to get right it seems like they like, have more outfits. It used to be the whole you've been shipwrecked. marooned, shipwrecked on an island, and this is all you're wearing. Yeah. So, and they would screw them because they would say, "We're doing a a photo shoot. Wear whatever you want. You yeah. know, whatever. Hey, you're a lawyer. <laughs> wear a suit to the photo shoot, right. and then it's like, like wow, the game has started, and then you're stuck in a suit. Uh, so they would really <laughs> screw them. But now I feel like, like uh, they just have so many more outfits. Which a is, lot of fits. Which is good. I mean, they got warmer clothes and obviously summer clothes and stuff like that. But I don't know if it's uh, fair to the old Survivor players. <laughs> you get one Slumming set of underwear and one set of you know shorts or pants and then a shirt. That's it. It's a when you just mentioned that like the idea of not knowing when the game was starting would be very very anxiety producing. Like oh, yeah. knowing that every dump was 
potentially the last one, right? Like every bite of food, every dump, exactly. every shower. Yeah. You're like I'm never Brutal. getting on a boat. <laughs> You're not getting me on a boat, Jeff. <laughs> That's right. I do miss that. Like I love I love the scrambling for supplies yeah. and jumping off the boat. They didn't do it this year. Not this year. Yeah, they yeah. did it in, uh, what, 41, right? Yeah, because we had yeah. the whole uh, snafu with the uh, finding of the ore. Yeah. Right? They couldn't find it. Yep. Oh, we could talk Survivor all day, guys. But yeah. we need to wrap up this podcast. <laughs> Our third show of the day for uh, Trey and I. <laughs> we had no dunks in the morning. We had Top Shot in the afternoon. And as we get into the night here, we had a little no buffs. And we loved all three of them, especially this one. Shout out to the live tribe joining us live. Thank you so much. Like the video if you haven't already. Subscribe to No Buffs on YouTube. And if you're a fan of the podcast and you listen on Apple or Spotify, well, make sure you leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Helps people find the Survivor Podcast. I mean, there's a million Survivor podcasts yeah most of them are better than ours but no one has more yeah. fun no one some of them are better some than of ours. some of them some of them suck yeah some of them are not good here's my following list of survivor podcasts <laughs> that's i'm just kidding i only listen to the bangers i ain't got how many different survivor podcasts you listen to i'm a I'm, a I'm a two oh uh, well i mean here's the thing rob has a pop podcast his world he's he got a like podcast. seven or eight world. podcasts yeah. a week i mean i don't listen to all of them I can't. i'm a know-it-alls man Hell yeah. Guaranteed. I'm a know-it-alls man. If I, I, if I can, I didn't have time today. Listen to the uh, Exit interview that sure. Rob has. Yep. Yep. And then he'll have, if I'm going for long runs on the weekend, I'll try and listen to, he has like usually a, a Survivor player uh, mm -hmm. that was on obviously a previous season, but they'll do like a deep dive on that episode for like two hours, three hours. Yep. And I'll listen to him if I'm out on a long run. And then uh, I, I like the pot is spoken. I like our guy Tyson. I've dipped in. Doing his work. Um, JD, you seem to be pretty regular with Tyson's podcast. Yeah, that's my go-to. If I only have time for one, it's that one. But uh, Rob has a podcast I, I yeah. listen to all the time. But a lot of content. More content than No Dunks. And that's yeah, saying that's something. Point. I thought about that the other day when he like goes through at the end of his show like, well, here's the following shows coming up. And he's like, so-and-so are doing this. So-and-so are doing this. And then uh, we're going to tell you why so-and-so lost the game. And I was like, they're doing seven, eight. No, they're doing like 10 plus hours easily when you add it all easily. up. Easily. Sure. Yeah. On one hour of television. <laughs> yeah. 45 minutes of television. Yeah. That's nuts. And then they do year. it for like every other reality show. Too. I know. Yeah. yeah, I take that and times it by, uh, I think they're doing a Beyond the Edge or whatever the heck that show with oh. Ron Artest is called. That was, I, my scoop was wrong. <laughs> yeah. My scoop was right, but my scoop was wrong. We thought Ron Artest might be on like Survivor 43, mm. but yeah, he's not. Just on the post show. Yeah. Is yeah. that what it's called? Beyond the Edge? Beyond the Edge, yeah. Yeah, yeah that looks like garbage. It, it, is. it is. You watched it? I watched the first act until they got to the first challenge. I was like, I'm out. I'm My right. number one complaint in watching the trailers was like, there's nine people. Nine people? Wasn't mm -hmm. there nine people? And then they would do challenges as teams. Yeah. So I'm like, it's five on four all the time. Is there nine people? That's wow, what I thought it was. Huh. Unusual. Let me know if I'm wrong. I obviously didn't watch it. I just watched the trailers. <laughs> well, but uh, <laughs> it's driving me insane for some reason. That's why I think they said it. How's this sound? We'll all go watch Beyond the Edge. Right now? Right now. Yeah. Come back, do a podcast. What would we call it? No Edge. <laughs> no Edge. We're beyond it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yes. Put out our sexy St. Jeff candle. There it is. Until next time, the drive is spoken. Ooh, look at that. Get out of the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it.